1: instinct of a mother is being a protector. A mother is a selfless loving human who overlooks her needs and desires in order to make sure that her child is equipped with everything possible under the sun. That is the charm of motherhood. That is the joy of motherhood. Which is why we bring to you the series Chiming with Supermom bloggers where we talk to these supermoms who have taken their motherhood to a different level by sharing it with other people and helping other parents with things where they get stuck and need to find a way out. I'm Manika. This is Chiming with Supermom Bloggers and today we come to the end of this season of the series and we have a supermom with us who has fought against all odds and has come out victorious as a mother to a beautiful girl and all her stories in her blogs are a reflection of her life and her experiences. So we have the super mom blogger, Sanskriti Ramgad of Sanskriti Blogs with us today.
0: Welcome to Chimes Radio, Sanskriti. Thank you, Vanika, for inviting me over on Chimes Radio. I'm really looking forward for an exciting session here with all the wonderful mothers.
1: Yes, and that's what even we are excited about. So, Sanskriti, during the conversation, when we were planning this interview with you, you mentioned that your journey to attain motherhood has been a very long one. So, finally, when you became a mother, what was the feeling? Yes,
0: Manika, I did wait for quite a long time to embrace motherhood. With a small and a weak uterus, there was no way I could conceive naturally. My medical condition was detected while I was still in high school. And since then, several rounds of doctor visits have been made. I was actually not worried earlier about this condition and was always mad at my mother because she was the one who used to, you know, drag me literally to these gyneics. I only realized how severe this issue was when we decided to start a family. My gynec informed me upfront that I could never conceive. With failed three IVFs, One miscarriage, two major surgeries, endless and painful tests, severe mood swings and a long frustrating battle did I conceive finally. Of course, not to mention the side effects of medicines. But after holding my baby for the first time, I felt that this journey was definitely worth it. So beautiful. And
1: how has this inspired you to create Sanskriti blogs?
0: Actually, I also started writing only after becoming a mother. My daughter inspires me to write. Having said that, all my writings are reflection of real-life incidents. Any mom or any woman can identify herself in my stories very easily. In fact, my first story, Yashoda by Choice, is loosely based on my life. That story highlights about the effects of infertility and humiliation faced by women who are unable to conceive. I received tremendous love for that story. Real women and real mothers came out openly and spoke about their issues and shared their stories. So this motivated me to start and write Sanskriti blog. And since then, there's no looking back.
1: This is really amazing and the most beautiful gift of life, which is your daughter, also inspired you to become such an amazing blogger. Let us proceed with this interesting conversation further. A child's well-being is actually very much dependent on their environmental experiences and the acknowledgement of their potentials. Sanskriti, while having this conversation with you, we did in detail talk about the stigma and discrimination that children go through. It may be related to their skin color, it may be related to anything else, so what is the effect of such discrimination on children?
0: Manika, you know, even though we boast of living in a responsible society uh, you know, of 21st century and talk about all the perks associated with it, yet there are many such stigmas that can impact the psychology of young kids, even toddlers, as little as 3 years. Color discrimination, gender discrimination, obesity or overweight, stigmas associated with even dominant left hand, are just to name a few. The sad part associated with stigmas is that many parents refuse to accept it and in turn prove that the child itself is at fault. Children often lose self-confidence and seem withdrawn and this is something what we have seen it. Okay, they turn aggressive and abusive at times also.
1: That's really true and
0: sad. How do you think can parents ease it out for children? It's very important to watch for signs. A grieved child would be fighting with his or her inner demons. He or she is silently telling you, help me. Stigmas associated with anything can depress the child very easily. I think watching for signs is very important and not to ignore them also. It's also easy for parents to you know, justify and say, oh, my child throws a lot of tantrums. Okay, Instead, observe why or due to whom the child acts differently. Immediately extend support and love. And always assure them that you are there for them. Encourage them to discuss issues with you. Educate them about the stigmas. I can quote my own example. My daughter is dusky. And, um, you know, uh, from the time of her birth, a lot of people told me all kinds of ad hoc advices about how to improve her skin color complexion. But that was something I didn't take heed on. But then one day when she was playing with her kids, uh, she came running to me and was crying actually and she said that that Didi does not want to play with me and when I checked out why what happened, she says that she does not want to play with me because I am black. Now how do I address such a sensitive issue? So should I go and fight with that girl who must be about only a year or two older than my daughter or should I rather educate my daughter about such useless stigmas? So it's important for mothers to answer uh, and handle such, uh, you know, sensitive uh, issues and also, you know, uh, provide knowledge to the child about various stigmas and also how non-important it is in their life.
1: Exactly. That's how a mature parent, a wise parent will handle such a situation where the child is sad about a social stigma. So the resort is to prepare your own child to ignore such thing and not take things like these to their heart. And this was such an amazing suggestion. I'm sure all the parents listening to us are certainly going to absorb this as well. Now let us quickly divert towards the kind of parenting which were and are existent. Sanskriti, we see that parenting evolves and changes. Through generations. So how do you think has parenting changed in our country from earlier times, like when we were children and now that we are parents?
0: Well, I think except values, everything else has changed. During our childhood, we lived with limited luxuries. Ours was also more of a need-based childhood. Our parents didn't think twice before whacking us up, nor did our teachers think. But today, the scenario is quite different. We are millennium parents and we ourselves are not in favor of such things. Now, let's compare our education and information system to today's information world. We got to know about the concepts of solar system and uh, you know uh, astronomy and uh, things like that probably when we were in class 3, 4 or even 5. But uh, today you see or ask even a 3-year or a 4-year-old, he is able to name all the planets. He or she is also able to, you know, tell you about the concept of black hole, quantum physics and the concept of the solar system. So in a way, it's good. Not to forget the role of technology in today's era. During our times, we had limited knowledge and exposure towards technology. But today forget about kids, even we cannot live without technology for 5 minutes. I also see it and would like to put it more like a mutation of genes in today's kids. The kids can easily outshine us. This makes them self-confident, focused and competitive. Let's not forget that today's upbringing is also more about convenience for parents. But it's also equally uh, important and necessary to decide how much is too much. As parents, without venturing into their privacy, we need to draw a line somewhere. I have seen a lot of parents going overboard and keeping an eye on their young kids, stalking them on social media, spying them. Now uh, by doing so, we are only turning them into rebels. Giving them time and space is extremely essential and necessary.
1: Certainly, all the parents want good for their children, which is why they try to monitor what their children are doing online while the online classes are going on or things like that. But yes, while the children are growing up, we certainly have to monitor them, but also give them a sense of independence and teach them sense of responsibility. Moving forward and turning our way towards the current topic of discussion, COVID-19. Some say we are in the middle of the pandemic. Some say we are not even close to the end of it. Sanskriti, of course we know that children are housebound because of this.
0: According to you, how are the kids feeling? The kids have been confined to their homes from the last uh, four months. It also gets tough for parents, especially mothers, to keep them engaged for such a long time. Today, we have got used to online schools, video calls with friends, teachers and uh, family also. But what about their physical development time, their play time with their friends? Online schools cannot cater to a wholesome education. Kids cannot learn things on a laptop or a TV as much as they can learn in a school premise. Apart from that, online schools have also got its own issues, especially in a country like ours, where power and connectivity issues are quite often. I'm sure all the kids are eagerly waiting for the schools to resume.
1: Yes, definitely they are. And we as well want things to go back to normal as soon as possible. But let's look in the future and think about that time when children are finally being able to go to their school, meet their teacher and friends. What do you think at that time will be an impact on kids when they have to follow social distancing with their friends?
0: Social distancing is a new normal. Uh, Having said that, they are all looking forward to play with their friends. But even if the school resumes, social distancing will be needed at least uh, till the time the vaccines have been invented and positive results towards the virus resistance have been shown. But the road to recovery is quite long. The onus also lies with the society at large. And talking about the schools, the teachers, the support staff… Uh, All these people will play an important and a vital role in ensuring social distancing as much as possible. Sanitization, cleanliness should be on the top priority. Let's pray that this pandemic comes to an end very soon and kids can enjoy their life the way they used to do.
1: Yes, each one of us in their hearts and aloud are definitely praying for this pandemic to get over as soon as possible so that this new normal goes away and the normal normal comes back again Sanskriti continuing our conversation about the pandemic its effect to be precise we all have observed that screen time for children has suddenly exceeded there are online classes and many a times children are on their gadgets looking at something or the other and we at Chimes Radio provide advocate and encourage no screen infotainment to children How important do you think are platforms like these
0: who give an option to parents for controlling the screen time? Manika, it's very unfortunate that kids have been exposed to an increased screen time in the name of online schools. There was a time when parents had fixed screen time for young kids, but the situation is reversed today. We are forced to give them an additional screen time, something which I personally do not support. So the question is, how are we going to balance it? Fortunately, today there are wholesome non-screen infotainment platforms like Chimes Radio available round the clock. These platforms are very helpful, especially with young kids and toddlers. They could learn various things like stories, rhymes, important uh, events, etc. through these platforms without uh, exposing themselves to the screen. Such dynamic platforms forbid kids from um, extra long hours of sitting in front of a computer or a TV screen and protect them with various uh, adverse effects on their health. Actually, spending too much time in front of a computer or a phone screen can lead to watering and drying up of eyes, along with uh, various other uh, you know uh, physical ailments like headaches. It can also severely affect their sleep patterns. Too much screen exposure among young children and toddlers can also impair their social and communication skills. That is where non-screen infotainment play an important role also it's necessary uh, for um, parents to engage the kids in other activities like exercising playing board games finishing small household chores etc
1: yes i certainly agree with you and making kids involved in all these things paves a way for their future they get more self-dependent and more prepared god forbid if any situation like this pandemic reoccurs in future on this note let us switch the tone of this conversation towards sanskriti's personal blogging journey it is certainly not easy to be a mother to raise the children it takes a lot of effort but the crux of it is one smile that comes from our child and we really become overwhelmed with love sanskriti you've been blogging ever since your daughter was born I'm sure you must have had moments of challenge or achievement as a mom blogger. Please share with us. Well, uh,
0: Manika, first I'd like to talk about uh, the challenges. The biggest challenge is creating and writing an apt content. Apart from that, as the title suggests, mom bloggers, time is well essential and luxury for us. From being a mom to a super active child, it's quite a task in itself, and I'm sure many mothers can connect to it. I also start writing only uh, post 11 p.m., so that's my me time. I try to unwind all my stress mm, through my writings. The achievements, fortunately, have been many. Uh, from the uh, from uh, you know uh, from my very first blog. Till my last one, all my writings have been trending at top positions or have been termed as the best story on various digital content driven platforms. So um, uh, in a way my blogs are very simple and yet they are hard hitting. A number of moms associate themselves with these stories. They feel that I am talking about them uh, in my blog and they also see themselves in my blogs. So what can be the greatest achievement than this? I really feel blessed and lucky to have received so much of uh, love and appreciation for all my blogs.
1: And yes, your blogs are completely, totally worth it. Sanskriti, it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for being a part of this series with us. We really enjoyed the amazing insights you provided us with.
0: Well, thank you for having me on this beautiful platform, Manika. I've really had a wonderful time and a session interacting with you. I hope and pray that this pandemic comes to an end very, very soon. Stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you again very, very much.
1: Certainly our pleasure to have you here. So this was Sanskriti Ramgad of Sanskriti Blogs. Today with us in the last episode of this special series, Chiming with Supermom Bloggers. With this, we come to the end of the season. And we promise that very soon we will be back with something really exciting for all the parents. Till then, keep visiting the space. Keep listening to our other podcasts. And also stay tuned to our 24-7 radio station for kids. Chimes Radio, celebrating childhood. Chimes Radio.